Weddings ish, 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 weddings ish. With Jove. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to Weddings Ish with Jove. So sorry we haven't been on air in a while. Wedding season is here. Wedding season is real. We have five weddings back to back in five weeks. So we do apologize for the delay in episodes, but promise as soon as I'm able, you will have more episodes coming your way. This episode, our wedding planning tip, I talk all about vendor meals. Yes, you have to feed us and we appreciate you for it. And I sit down with the creative, talented, and fashionable founder of Spina Bride, Giselle Dubois. Weddings-ish! To create a wedding, it takes a village. You have so many vendors on deck to create your beautiful day. I just wanted to talk about the etiquette surrounding vendor meals. Vendor meals are exactly as they sound. It is a meal for your vendors who are working tirelessly uh, to put together your beautiful day. So essentially, I want to think about this not only for the wedding day, but for the entire wedding weekend. So if you're doing a welcome dinner or welcome drinks, you're having the wedding and potentially doing a welcome brunch, you want to think about meals for your vendors for the entire weekend. And I know what you might be thinking or what I've heard from clients in the past is, oh, you know, Friday night's dinner is only a couple of hours. Do they really need a vendor meal? Or the brunch is only a couple of hours. Do I have to feed them? And do I have to feed them the same thing I'm feeding my guests? I mean, we're at such a fancy place. Uh, and the basically, the short answer is yes. We would really love it if you feed us. And yes, even if the event is only one or two hours, it is during dinner time. So during mealtime, we would also love to be eating as we're likely hungry from the day's activities. I also want to break it down in terms of what a day looks like on the back end, at least for a planner. So for... For instance, a welcome dinner on a Friday night, if your event is from 7 to 10, I'd love to eat beforehand and not have to worry you or ask you to pay for anything. But in reality, if your dinner's at 7, I'm probably there at 3.30 or 4, setting up, um, checking all the place cards, the escort cards, making sure the table numbers are in place, making sure everything is exactly right so that when you walk in at 7, everything is perfect. The music is playing, the photographer's in the right place, the flowers are on the table. So essentially, that's leaving me a start time from 3 o'clock. It ends at 10. I guess I could get a slice afterwards, but in reality, there's breakdown. So I could be there until 11 or even midnight. So now we're looking at from 3 to midnight. It's quite a long day to not have any meal in between. So a hot meal is required in most vendor contracts. You should think about this when budgeting so that there are no surprises. And no, a a frequent question I get is, do vendors eat uh, the same meal? Like, do we pay the same price for the full open bar for five hours, cocktail hour, and dinner? And the answer is no. So we don't eat during cocktail hour. We don't have access to your five-hour bar. We are not a guest. We are for sure there to help bring your wedding to reality and to sort of add a talent via flowers or, you know, the officiant or the band. Um, we're there to provide a service. So we're not a guest. So we don't do not expect to um, be treated as such in terms of a table or a place card or an escort card. But we do love dinner around dinner time with a hot meal from the same caterer uh, that all of the guests are eating from. And really simply put, 
after working a 12 to 16 hour day, the last thing you want is like a cold pasta salad or a cold sandwich. Um, your body just requires more energy to produce the, these events, you know, to work the hours that we work on our feet with people all the time. So please be a kind soul and make sure that you offer your vendors a vendor meal. And no, of course, if somebody leaves before the ceremony begins and they don't come back until after breakdown, like the florist, you need not feed them right? Unless they're staying through the flip, they're flipping the room, they're moving the ceremony. Essentially, if anyone got there early, worked, stays through dinner and breaks down, that's sort of the rules of where vendor meal lines are drawn. So if someone is on site working for you before, during, and after meal service, then absolutely you should feed them. And absolutely it's standard practice that the caterer would have a highly reduced rate vendor meal for the staff on the back end. They're going to feed all the caterers. Typically, you feed photographer, videographer, music, and planner. Those are the main ones that we're talking about. The ones that are often forgotten are the poor photo booth attendant. If they're around, please feed them as well. Um, Essentially, anybody who's around during dinner and who's worked their butt off for you, they deserve a delicious meal. Again, not a table with all of your guests will eat almost anywhere. I mean, I've eaten in the bathroom one time. Like it's, you know, we do what we got to do and we appreciate a hot, delicious meal after a long day's work. So thanks in advance for thinking of us and giving us delicious meals. Weddings-ish! I am thrilled to be sitting across from the beautiful and sweet and talented co-owner of Spina Bride, Giselle Dubois, how are you? Thank you, Jove. I am doing very well. I'm so glad you made it out here in this wonderful weather. I know spring has finally sprung, and I'm sad we can't be recording outside. <laughs> but if there's any, anywhere better to be, it's this studio. It Thank is you. so beautiful. I walk right in here in the West Village. It painted does. white brick. It it's, feels like home. It really does feel like home. I well, wish I could move live in here. here. <laughs> I mean, you're probably here five days a week. Oh, I'm here seven, seven days, days a week. Seven days a week. Oh my gosh. We'll for talk now, all about that. For now. For sure. <laughs> and it smells amazing. And you were saying that that's a custom Spina fragrance. Yes. Uh, just recently we uh, added a couple of different um, scents into one of our main scents. And we're eventually going to build a whole candle line. That's amazing. Yeah. So what we do is every time someone, and uh, don't tell everyone, but every time someone uh, purchases a gown, they get one of our Spina bride candles. Oh, that's such a lovely Mm -hmm. gift. And then they can burn it and think about their happy wedding day. Exactly. Um, So I want to hear all about Spina. You are the new kid on the block. We are. In terms of wedding dresses. (laughs) But this space didn't start as a bridal boutique. No, we actually started the company a couple of years back as a floral events company for mm-hmm. weddings and corporate events. Yeah. My business partner and I have been friends for about 11 years now, uh-huh. and we always dreamt about doing something together. And we did a wedding together. Yes. We quite lost that's how last you and I met year, each other. Or the year before. Yep, in Brooklyn. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and Paul and I always thought that we would eventually do something together. So we just dreamt it in six months and actually made it into what it is now in wow. six months. in six months in you six opened months. a bridal yes, salon. Yes, from start to finish. That's crazy. <laughs> well, and what um, was your inspiration? So when we had this exact space as a floral events company, we, we were only in here for about two years. And we said, well, we're constantly in and out of the shop on the weekends and the space wasn't really being utilized as, as well as yeah. it should be. It literally looked like a museum of flowers. Yeah. 
um, and which is great for people looking from the outside. But sure. really, in reality, is you have this prime realty in the West Village, yeah. and let's use it. It's a beautiful white brick townhome. You come in; it's a living room setting. Mm -hmm. uh, it's only about 650 square feet for this top floor. But and a beautiful 650. Yeah, square feet. it's really sweet and charming. It actually is kind of like walking into um, your own living room setting, visiting yeah. your girlfriend, all the and oversized windows, gowns. the exposed yeah. brick, and. Um, we basically said, okay, well, what what could be um, a good addition to the floral that we have? And because we thought at that point that we had connections in the business for florals, mm -hmm. and um, and we figured, okay, well, how about we make it a one-stop shop and do bridal as well, since mm -hmm. we think that we could do it. Yeah. And reality is, we we started it in six months, uh, six months after that inception, um, the construction, everything here, and. Uh, Actually, I had about thirty gowns in my store in my house as storage, um, as storage, waiting, to, waiting come to come here. I tried on everything; it was wonderful. Yourself, you tried. <laughs> Me, you were myself. the test bride. I was the test bride. Oh my god, was that amazing for you? <laughs> it was a dream come true. My husband kept telling me, "Giselle, don't get any ideas in your head. You are not remarrying me." <laughs> when did you get married? I got married only uh, shy of uh, three years ago. Oh, okay, so pretty recent. Yeah, but you were still thrilled to try on. Super dresses. thrilled. I mean, come on, who does not want to try on these beautiful wedding gowns? Listen, I couldn't agree more. And you have a beautiful <laughs> body, and you oh, probably just you. fit in all the model well, sizes. I'm really short, so oh. it, it really swam on me. Okay. But, um, you get some good heels. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> some five-inch five, five inch heels, and, yeah. and then I'll be fine. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so once we, we brought everything in, we basically said, okay, well, this is definitely a good um, a good teamwork that we have here with the florals and the bridal aspect of it. And I have to say, when we first started, it was really rocky because... Mm -hmm. We didn't. We thought that we had a good um, uh, standard base for what we started for florals, but um, reality is, it's a completely different industry. Yeah, flowers and bridal are night and day. Exactly. Same world, but night exactly. and day. Exactly. One product lives for a couple of days and then dies. Exactly. And you buy new for every event. Exactly. And dresses a million. Well, and they're options. constantly trending too. Yep. So um, it is a bit. It's 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 hectic yeah. for what it is. Um, you constantly have to stay on on um, on trend, uh, bring in some newness. So the, yeah. your first year is always uh, the biggest investment. Yeah, uh, you've so been yeah. open for how long now? So end of January was our first full year. Oh my gosh! Bridal. Well, congratulations! Yeah, thank you a so year much. And a couple of months. Thank you. That yeah. must, that's so crazy to me. Well, Flower shop to like beautiful chic modern bridal shop. Yeah, and what's interesting is that um, when we first started, I also was thinking, oh, I'm the new kid on the block. Mm -hmm. All the other bridal shops are going to love me. Wrong. <laughs> oh, really? They weren't so wrong, kind. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Well, because, you know, they're thinking, oh, I'm another competitor. You're a threat. I'm a threat. But uh, what they didn't realize and what I do think they realize now, because I have now a lot more friends in the in the bridal industry. Sure is that I was bringing in something new to what didn't exist out there. Yeah. Um, all these designers were super small when they started out. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of them didn't exist in the United States, and I brought them in. Oh. And um, I basically made them be exclusive to me for Oh, that's a full amazing. Year, which is great. Uh, and a lot of them, you know, really believed in us and, mm -hmm. and went through the whole rocky experience with us in the beginning where, you know, things are slow and yeah. no one knows about you. When and you're just getting started. Exactly, when you're just getting started. So all these designers that we currently carry right now are our are, are family like yeah. we, they really stuck with us from the beginning and we want to keep supporting uh, yeah. supporting them until they grow and hopefully they can keep supporting us and we all grow together yeah it's like a beautiful vision yeah exactly. so you have 
I mean, it's a, quite a, a large number of dresses mm-hmm. for such a small space. Mm-hmm. How many designers do you carry? I currently have right now about six designers, mm-hmm. and they're all international, and they're all exclusive to us, whether it's the New York Tri-State area or the East Coast. In okay. the beginning when we started, uh, the majority of them were exclusive to us worldwide. Oh, I mean, wow. I'm sorry, uh, I would say United States-wide, and then yeah, obviously they were in their own country. Of course, uh, they could style in their own country. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's how you also see how they've grown in the yeah. last year and, and a bit. Um, uh, because you realize that once you bring them into the United States, everyone's like, well, who's this new designer? Uh-huh. And then they want them too. Of course. You know, who's carrying, who's Spina in the West Village yeah. with, a, with all these new designers? Who's got and this lockdown? Exactly. So um, because they wanted to build themselves with us too, they did offer us exclusivity. And, and they believe in it too, because yeah. at the end of the day, everyone wants to come to New York to yeah. shop. And it's sort of so a they're fun not losing experience. Anything. Exactly. You're in the West Village, you try on some dresses. Exactly. So how did you find and handpick these six designers? So I have an avid... I'm an, I'm crazy. Okay. I feel like in a I, good way. I in hope. a good way. Um, I when I was getting married, I was engaged for about a year and a half, mm-hmm. and I wanted a longer engagement because I was very picky about the gowns that were out there. And oh. I I came from the production and sourcing background, so okay. I have a really good eye and uh, and feel for fabric mm-hmm. and quality and workmanship. So. Um, I mean, if you speak to any of these designers, I'm constantly, every time a bridal gown comes in, I'm nitpicking every single aspect of it. As and, you should. And I should, because yeah. my brides pay top dollar for these beautiful yeah. pieces. And there shouldn't be they loose need to be threads pristine. or uneven exactly. hands. Yeah. So I had a really hard time looking for my own dress when I was uh, um, engaged. And then eventually I went for an Australian brand that mm-hmm. was only here rec- um, probably short of like less than two years in, in the United okay. States so they're pretty so a newer new brand. exactly and it was also a blush gown and oh. at that point not many girls were no, going for blush no they were still white maybe ivory exactly and I also went for a slip dress with like a mesh overlay so it was very like oh. flowy and not what anyone kind of envisioned me in in the they world f- of bridal yeah. do you have an image of that I'd love to I share do. it on the blog <laughs> I do I okay. can share that I'll with send you send it over perfect um, it was great because it envisioned me it was soft pretty romantic um it wasn't a mermaid-fitting uh, dress that was hip-hugging to my mm-hmm. body. It made me feel comfortable. Yeah. And that's what a lot of girls want to feel like now. Yeah. So um, I've kind of turned that into what this shop is all about. It's the romanticism, the theoralness, um, just being um, one in itself, like resonating to still who you are. Mm-hmm. Whether it's that sexy Baba Boom girl and she's yeah. still coming in here. <laughs> I still have some pieces for that girl yeah. that wants to show her curves, but still um, not over overpowering who she really is sure still celebrating the occasion that she's showing up to exactly or that is all about her rather she's not just showing up exactly um so you found six designers through tedious research Mm -hmm. and where are they from all over so no none are american based none of them are american based and you know in the beginning i feel like a lot of people did frown upon that um but but that is already exists there's tons of bridal stores that have american exactly and i wanted something different and i wanted to showcase how high quality uh some of the workmanship is from small little countries sure that are coming in here. So I do. I have a, a Budapest designer oh. and I have um, a New Zealand based designer uh-huh. that now just recently moved to Paris, which is oh. great because the, the fabrications are going to be of even course. better. Of course, it's just going to upgrade. Mm-hmm. And then I have um, t- 
two uh, Israeli designers, one from Jaffa and another one from uh, Herzliya, which is just outside of Tel Aviv. Okay. So none of the in the big centers of the city. Then I have Samuel Couture, who's um, a, used to be based in London, and now she's actually based in Brooklyn. Okay. But she buys all her fabrications from Europe. Okay. So technically, she's still she's a European overseas. designer. Okay. And then um, I have an Australian designer, Jamie Sortino, who. Uh, dresses up all these famous actresses in the runway and okay. in, in Sydney, and um, just you know, um, just recently got in another. Uh, Liz Martinez is uh, one of our Israeli designers from mm-hmm. uh, Ramle, which is just outside of like near the airport. Which okay, kind of crazy. Yeah, well, production. <laughs> but, you know, I guess exactly. Space. And uh, the cool thing about it is that because I have three Israeli designers, for example, I um, just recently went to Israel to mm-hmm. visit them. And it was great to see yeah. how they handle their production and where they are. Yeah, and how they and, operate. Yeah, and if you think about it, because they're still quite small and they're building themselves, they're in house settings. So it mm-hmm. kind of looks like this. And they have a bunch of seamstresses and they really do support the small communities. Yeah, that's kind of amazing that mm-hmm. you're supporting small businesses literally all over the world. Exactly. In bridal. Yes. And it is something that not a lot of other people are doing. I think. It's really hard to do. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's, really, it's a lot of work on our end to just... Get the bride to understand. Oh, this mm-hmm. is their story. This is who uh, I have. Or I'm representing, and you should buy from them instead yeah. of buying a a, a bigger name uh, brand brand sure. name that you know at the end of the day gets probably mass produced in China. Yeah, it's not made in their home country by exactly. hand by the designer. Exactly. That's pretty. It's an amazing thing that you've created and that you have here. Mm-hmm. You should be really proud of yourself. Thank you so much. Um, we had a bride come in, and she was obsessed. She had been following one of your designers for a long mm-hmm. time. And of course, you're exclusive, and this was the only place she could come and to try the dress on. And I mean, it, it set the tone for the whole wedding. Exactly. Um, and you know, it's it is an experience for them to even sometimes come here, and we have trunk shows, and some of the mm-hmm. designers actually do show up, and the brides do get to meet them. Yeah. And just like seeing that hand in hand doesn't really exist in a lot of places. Yeah. Especially with the private one-on-one setting that we have, I I feel like a lot of people don't quite um, get to understand or are. Actually, they're quite surprised when they come in and I'll say, well, you know, we're closing the door. It's just you and your friends and your family that are in the small space by yourself. So it's actually quite great to um, be able to get get them that and cater to them. I was going to ask you, so you are private appointment only, Mm -hmm. one appointment at a time? One appointment at a time. Because it's not a huge space, so you Mm -hmm. can't have multiple girls in here. No, and actually that's something that my business partner and I in the beginning struggled to uh, see eye to eye. Of course, because you want to make money, so you need more people. And I put my foot down and I said, no, we need to try it at least for a year. And I have to tell you, it's the best thing I ever did because Uh it doesn't take away from the experience of the bride. Yeah, Uh, I get a lot more high-profile clients that don't want to be seen by other people or don't want to be in the same mix. Um, And everyone pretty much just feels a little bit more... it's exclusive. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exclusive. A, it's a higher-end mm-hmm. experience because well, you have a private store. Exactly. And the great thing about it is that if you, they don't find their dream gown here, all of them, 100% of my brides have come back to buy something. Oh, really? Yeah. What else would they buy if not a gown? Okay. So we have beautiful veils by Daphne Newman and mm-hmm. by Luna B. Bride. Okay. Uh, Luna B. Bride is from London. Daphne Newman is from Calgary in okay. uh, Canada. And both of them hand make their veils and their headpieces. Oh, amazing. And um, we also have Naturate Design. She does a lot of those uh, beautiful, wiry, more metal kind of headpieces. Uh, Amandina, who's a Mexican designer. 
designer okay. and does filigree design. I mean, I can go on and on. Yeah, a couple you know of your stuff. Options. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything has a story behind it. I, I usually go around and I tell them the story about um, all the pieces that are in here as well. And the girls mm-hmm. really do love it. Do most of your brides come in knowing that they want a particular designer or they are open to trying things I on? Or say, how does that go? I would say 50% of them do know um, who the designers are that we carry. Okay. Uh, whether they come in and um, and they've done prior research on us just by passing by the store and saying, mm-hmm. oh, who's Spina? And then they, yeah. go, they Google the designers or they specifically are following the designers and the designers send them over they to us. They leave them here. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, nice. Yeah, so it's, it's great. And what is the price point of your gowns, low to high? Yeah, so my price points do start off at three thousand to about um, twenty two thousand now. Okay, so ranging on Mm -hmm. fabric and designer. Yeah, so I would say from three thousand to about eight and a half is a gown that you can buy and get um, either in a size small, medium, or large, or made to measure. I'm sorry, made to order, so it'll be a clo- as close as possible to your size. Mm-hmm. And then the eight and a half or nine um, to about 22 is mostly my bespoke designer okay. who does everything from scratch. Oh, for the bride. For the bride. So this particular designer, Samuel Couture, um, only houses her pieces here in mm-hmm. in the United States. She's working on trying to get into other places, but if she does, it wouldn't be a bespoke service because she's physically here and yeah. she needs to come in to do the fittings oh, for her wow. brides here. So each of those dresses are 100% custom. Custom. Wow. Whether from color or fabric mm-hmm. or detail, she comes to the store and she does her fittings here for them. That's amazing. Yeah, it's great. So they can really, if they have a vision of maybe mixing two or three of these exactly. dresses or something she they've always thought happen. about, she can make it happen. Happen. Exactly. And what's your lead time on something like that? People so, are often shocked when they have yeah, to hear how long it may take. I do have to say, um, my designers are pretty good, and we try to reduce our lead times as much as we can. Mm-hmm. So we're a little bit lower than a lot of other bridal stores, starting at uh, you know something that's like a size small or medium to uh, made to order. Um, from about four months to eight months. Okay. But my bespoke designer do, does like uh, prefer something that's about eight to twelve months. Okay. Just because it all depends on you know fabric and the lace that's available. Yeah. And she does Materials like to work. Materials are exactly. important for yeah. sure. And I mean it's custom made. Exactly. So and that then of being... course I'm so sorry. No, go ahead. And then of course there is the option of reducing lead time any from any designer. Sure. Um, with just a rush because fee. of rush. Exactly. <laughs> but you no can one make wants it happen. To, exactly. No. <laughs> <laughs> wants to get there and we try uh, to make sure that our brides know that in advance so that yeah, they don't so they're fully yeah. aware and I also see when I look around you you have some white but you have a lot of color mm-hmm. sort of this like purple mm-hmm. pinks mm-hmm. Um, ivories almost even like a yellow golds golds yeah. I mean it is beautiful are you seeing white as moving out of trend so or? okay so it, it's kind of twofold I I don't think that our bride can envision color okay. as easily, um, but I think that the bride that wants to wear color on her day has to see it on her body. First, for First, sure. First, for sure. And if I get everything in white, for example, she won't get it mm. if she if there is a color option available out Got there. It. And I personally love color, yeah. so if I can see a bride in a gold or a blush or 
a purple or some kind of blue. Actually, yeah. I just had a bride custom make a gown in, in a pale blue, Beautiful. too, which is great. Yeah. But not a lot of girls can envision that. Sure. So they or really need to, that, or that, want to be that. that bold, maybe. Exactly. So they, they I still need to kind of keep it traditional mm-hmm. in certain aspects. So I do sprinkle some whites here and there, yeah, ivories. But for the majority um, part, I do like to be a little more risky and I like to show brides that gold is possible and yeah. blush is possible and lavender is possible. Yeah, this lavender dress it's is stunning. so pretty. It's stunning. Yeah. And it still has the lace, so it's feminine. Exactly. And it's bridal mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. It's so classic. Yeah. You know? Are they trying them on and buying them or they're trying they them are. on and saying, oh, no, I still the, want white? No, the bride that is coming here mm-hmm. is definitely coming for color. Okay. Yeah, I would say a lot of them try on the colors and then they come in and um, eventually they'll, if they have their mom around, the mom will say, well, you know, I always envisioned you in In white. white, So then they'll change their minds. But but I would say I have a good amount of girls who come in and they get a beautiful blush gown Uh or a lavender gown or even um, a champagne colored gown. Yeah, which is really beautiful. Yeah. and what is the process like for a bride here? So they make an appointment. Mm-hmm. How far in advance does that need to happen? So uh, usually I like uh, brides to, I mean, although it's great for them to be excited and right after they get engaged to come in and see the pieces. But, you know, as trends are constantly changing, mm-hmm. I do recommend brides shop at least three months after they get engaged. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And also um, probably a year uh, max out from when they're okay. getting married because then that way they can see the latest trends. They, they can, can see what's available. Exactly. And I know they're going to love me when they come in here. So, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> You're not, not that I don't want them to see me five times, but sure. I do have girls that see me quite often yeah. because they're constantly looking for newness they or they'll say or they change their mind, but yep. they want to buy something from me. Yeah. Um, so instead of driving themselves crazy, might as well just wait because all the um, older season styles are over, already, always going to be here. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. So just really um, doing their homework and figuring out, okay, once the latest, I can actually come in and check it out and just be serious about going around and uh, shopping because, mm-hmm. you know, we do have private appointments and every appointment counts for us. Um, yeah. We're limited um, as to the number of brides that can actually get sure, in on the weekend. based on the number of hours you have in a day. Yeah, so if I have a bride that's two years out, I mean, that's a bit yeah, that's intense. Excessive. So, sure. I mean, but there are brides. Actually, I did uh, get a, a couple brides through, during a Liz Martinez trunk show and they absolutely loved the gowns and they bought their gown a, a year and a half out from their wedding. and for, At the trunk show. Yeah, and that bride wow. does exist, but yeah. there are very few of them. Yeah. So unless they're um, they're thinking about being serious about it, I recommend then just wait until like the last season hits right before you're ready to buy and, yeah. and having them come in so here. So that you can see what's most fresh yeah, with all of the exactly. options that are available. So uh, usually what they should expect is walking in here is I'll greet them at the door, myself or my sales associate. And uh, we'll close the door behind them because no one else will come in but mm-hmm. their friends or family. We put them in these comfy slippers, yeah. which a lot of people look at me with two heads like in the beginning, but then they really appreciate it. They yeah. actually make fun of the slippers. They're pretty comfy slippers. Okay. We got I didn't some get high any quality slippers ones. when I walked in. <laughs> I don't uh, want you to take to off your shoes. Anytime for, for comfy slippers. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but it is nice. And then um, they'll take pictures in front of our beautiful Juju hat and your mm-hmm. fire near our fireplace and yeah. 
um, you know, everyone gets to sit down. I offer them water or tea or champagne. And then the girl comes, uh, walks around with me and we tell them the story about every designer. And then I uh, put all the gowns that they want in the closet and we try them on. And it's okay. usually about an hour and a half. Okay. And some brides like to do less than an hour and a half. They're usually pretty fast. Sure, in and out. But a lot of girls really take the full hour of and course. a half. They love it. I mean, I'd want to try on every <laughs> single dress just to know. They really do love it. So yeah, that's pretty much the experience. That's so fun. And where did the name Spina come from? It's so, such a unique name. Yeah, so Spina, actually my business partner dreamt it up first when he opened up the floral part of his mm-hmm. business. And Spina is the thorn of the rose. And the thorn oh, of the rose is, yeah, the thorn of the rose is actually the protector of the rose. It keeps uh-huh. um, the rose uh, from getting damaged. Okay. So uh, we said, well, what better than to say Spina Bride? Because basically our gowns are the protector of these beautiful brides oh, before they marry. So cheesy. I know. But I love it. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, you had a decision to either continue Spina yeah. or to start something totally new. Exactly. But to sort of continue is a really beautiful in the mm-hmm. same world. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, eventually um, we wanted to all be a one-stop shop. So um, if we do ever move out of this beautiful space, it'll still be the same uh um, idea of it, but we want to be able to incorporate our floral part of it, mm-hmm. the candle part of it, mm-hmm. the uh, consultations, um, the uh, floral events for uh, for brides and corporate events all yeah. in one house. Yeah. And in order to do that, you kind of still need to keep the intimacy of it, which sure. is what we have separate now, but just being able to conglomerate that and make it a one-stop shop yeah. for everyone would be amazing. It would be incredible. And I then know. you're winning one on day. the flower end and the <laughs> fashion end of it. One day, one day. So, so we'll do see. you still try on every dress before you put it on the rack? So I have to tell you, I hired this beautiful Australian uh, girl uh, that actually just kind of landed on my lap. She was um, a bride. Okay. And she purchased a slip dress for herself for her wedding, got married this past December. But she's this tall, uh, five foot nine girl girl that is slim so she looks perfect in the wedding in gown everything. so I don't have to try on anything okay is she I mean like sometimes I do on... miss it but yeah, she's not she's actually not a model she hates modeling she says she would never do it um so many people have offered her but she's a bit shy sure yeah so she she works really well with the brides and the brides really love her as well. that's amazing yeah. so she does modeling of these gowns for your website or she works here as the sales no associate? she works here as a sales associate oh, and basically like my right hand right my right hand man right yeah. now so she helps me out with the social media as well and um every time we have a new baby in the house and she tries it on and we put it on our story so it's actually quite fun how do you decide when like if you want to pick up a new designer mm-hmm. or if a designer wants to be carried here I mean so what is that process like. I have to say, I think um, I made a really big decision right when we before we even started the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do want to maintain myself with these particular designers that I have on board. And um, the new ones that didn't start with me, like Samuel Couture, my bespoke designer, she was introduced to me by a company named The Lane. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're kind of like this lifestyle company. That, yeah, they, uh, they have the townhouse. Yeah. And you walk around and yeah. you buy the things that exactly. are in the home. It's dreamy. <laughs> Beautiful, right? So they introduced me to uh, Samuel Couture that way because that uh, that brand was being uh, represented by them. Okay. Um, and we were kind of a match made in heaven. We were kind of following each other on social media oh, for you a were while. Like we liked each other. On the internet. Yeah. yeah, but we never said anything to oh, each that's other. Cute. It was 
nice. <laughs> just a little like here, yeah. a little like there. And now she's turned out to be a really good friend of mine. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, you work so hard together. That right? Happens. I mean, it's kind of like a little family. And yeah. And um, who else I have here? Same, I, same story happened with Liz Martinez recently. They... Um, they were following me on Instagram and I was too. And I think I reached out to them a couple months ago and I said, Hey, uh, do you want to do something? And then she, you know, the person on social media, can you please, uh, uh, send an email to info at yeah, you know Liz Martinez and I was so busy and I was like why am I entertaining this so yeah. I just forgot for, kind of forgot about that sure. but didn't forget about them I was still dreaming yeah, about the gowns I love their dresses yeah. and uh, then re- then they reached out to me and I said absolutely when do you want to start <laughs> I mean that's the way to work yeah. right when people reach out to you you yeah. know you're sort of you're at a certain level exactly. which is so exciting exactly so we actually um, formed the uh, well did a trunk show to test it out because now what happens is when you're more well-known, uh, you don't technically have to take any gowns from uh, designers. You say, Place I want to... Yeah, you say you want to test oh. it. And if they really want to get in here, they'll let you test the styles. Got it. And once the test goes on, then you see if your bride really likes the pieces. Will buy it or won't buy it. Exactly. Sure. Then it, there's, there is no... Uh, it's basically a win-win for both of us because yeah. I'm not wasting your time as a designer and I'm not wasting my time as a bridal you're shop owner. You're not buying owner. 50 dresses. That exactly. Sell. Exactly. So, um, so you know, through those learning curves, actually, I got uh, those other two designers, and it's been working out really well. I actually have a lot of international um, brides that mm-hmm. fly to New York to come here to like, have an appointment. Yeah, like Mexico, London, Australia. That's amazing. Brazil. It's crazy. Did you ever imagine you'd go from helping out with flowers to running and operating and co-owning a beautiful bridal salon in the West no, Village? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Actually, um, what's funny is I've been in sourcing and production for about 12 years, and that's oh, okay. kind of where I started my, um, my business. That's why I know... Um, fabrics and cut and make and um and just like how to deal with clients sure, so you've been in this industry exactly for a long time, for a not, long bridal, time but... not bridal and actually it's completely different really yeah. uh, because i do know fabrications and i know cut and make it helps me but um bridal in terms of um just dealing with um with the issues that could arise with mm-hmm. our designers and uh customs and duty and transportation. And yeah, because you're doing all international. That's a yeah. whole other heap of work for yourself. <laughs> Who would have thought, right? Lots of paperwork <laughs> and money and fees and everything. It's a lot uh, of work, but you know, it's a whirlwind of wonderfulness at the end of yeah. the day to see our bride really The reward happy. is much higher, yeah. Exactly. Knowing and how hard you've both worked to yeah, get here. Actually, um, when I was in sourcing and production, I did do a, a little bit of like the whole shipping and everything, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm never going to get into this. <laughs> again. And then now that I'm here, I'm like, oh my God, this is like my life yeah, all over this again. This is what you do for a living. Yeah. And I figured, oh, you know, let me change industries from fashion to bridal fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'll really like it a lot more because I'll be involved more with the bride and I really l- wanted to connect with customers. Yeah. So coming here, having that background really did help me. But also having the floral background and knowing what um, my business partner is putting in the on the floor and saying, "Hey, yeah, if you want to get your florals done by uh, this amazing florist, I know one. Here it is." Mm-hmm. Like, and knowing the flowers and knowing and understanding uh, how to work with with people in that aspect the really industry, helped me too. Yeah, because yeah. it's a different. It's not like buying anything else. Mm-hmm. Consuming things for weddings is a whole other exactly. animal and a whole other mindset. Yeah. Um, as we wrap up, what? Who is your bride? 
What is she like? What is she looking for? So I have to say, in the beginning when we first started, I had no clue who my bride was. Okay. So you just picked pretty dresses. I just picked pretty dresses. Crossed your fingers. I basically picked dresses that I liked, and I thought that the bride that was coming here was me. Sure. You know, uh, an an image of me. Yeah. Um, but slowly but surely I started asking questions about mm-hmm. what they wanted and what, you know, even those brides who didn't find the dress that they wanted, they became really good friends with me. So I would ask them, you know, what, what could I do better? What did mm-hmm. you end up picking and why? And yeah. all these like references and images and, um, people telling me they want this and they want that. And I didn't have it mm-hmm. long sleeves, you know, more corseted bodices, sure. uh, something with a bit more structure, even if they're skinny, like something to hold them in or, uh, something romantic, flowy, etc. I really do listen to my brides. Yeah. So uh, now I would say in the past month, finally, after a full year, okay. I'm really showcasing what that bride has been okay. for the last year. So I think she's still romantic. I think she um, wants to stand out. She still wants to resonate who mm-hmm. she is, but she wants to feel like she's in a dress. Yeah. You know? Not the dresses. It's wearing her. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Beautiful. I think that that is amazing and fun and how exciting to come here and have a private appointment. Thank you so much. I mean, I just feel like what a fun, exclusive experience mm-hmm. for brides. Do they book those appointments online, over the phone? Yeah, so actually because we're on an appointment um, almost every day at every hour, mm-hmm. I'm, we're constantly not getting to our phones. So I apologize in advance to those who have tried to call, <laughs> but the best uh, means of getting in touch with us is via email or via uh, website and our our um, online site is spinabride.com. And if you click on the bride section and you can go go straight to appointments and you can okay. book an appointment there. Online, great. Yeah, for our international clients though, people who don't live in the United States, we're still trying to set up for you. So just email us at info Got it. And where can we follow you on Instagram? Everything, all social media handles is spinabride. And it is so pretty, those dresses, the designers. Well, like... it's great if they if, if you do end up following us on social media. Uh, spinabride basically on Instagram is constantly where we keep Freshness. All your new designers, all my new designers, new dresses, new, dresses, new events, everything. Everything so that's happening. Get on there, ladies. Amazing. Well, I'm so excited for you, and this was so much fun. Thank you and so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Weddings-ish. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really, really appreciate it, and we'd love to hear from you. If you have any feedback or you want to hear about any particular wedding planning advice or anything uh, you want us to talk about, make sure to send us an email podcast at jovemeyerevents.com or tweet us at jovemeyer. Follow us on Instagram at jovemeyer and follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash jovemeyerevents. We want to hear what you're loving. We want to hear what you want to hear more of. And also if you're on iTunes, feel free to rate us. We would love a five-star rating and a review. Every great rating is truly appreciated. Until next time. Weddings-ish. The music in this podcast was made by the fabulous Mel Flannery of Mixtape, a cover band for hipsters. If you need an amazing wedding band, make sure to check them out. Thanks, Mel. Love the jingle. Weddings-ish. Weddings-ish.